Hello, everybody, and welcome to another session of the Our New Normal uh, chats. It's a Tofu Talks limited series around the COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm talking with uh, friends that I know around the world to try and get an idea of what their experience is within you know, their, their town or city and state and province and country and all those sort of things uh, in the hopes that maybe anyone listening and watching will find sort of connections and the similarities while also learning about some of the differences that are going on. Um, thankfully, I've had lots of folks that have been willing to do it, maybe because lots of people are at home with nothing to do. Um, and in this case, I've got a, a lovely, fairly longtime friend um, from Portland, Oregon. I guess I'm ruining one of the questions I was going to ask you already. But uh, to start with, I will say, can you introduce yourself? Certainly. Hi. Um, I'm Chelsea Lincoln. I'm a longtime vegan. Um, I run Fat Vegan Voice on Facebook, Instagram, and the website the blog. Um, I have been doing also fat activism for a very long time. Um, now both uh, animal rights activism and uh, fat positivity activism for over 20 years now. Um, and I am a big lover of all animals, especially small mammals. Um, in my background, I have my rat cage and we have my guinea pig cage right next <laughs> to that. Um, so you might hear a squeaking for my guinea pig autumn. She's quite vocal and she's hilarious. I love her. Um, and so I'm recording in my rat room that we call it, uh, where we... <laughs> have them hang out and have some safety from our cats. Um, I am also a big lover of um, all marine life, especially whales. Um, I have a strong affinity towards them and it's it's definitely hurting that I can't go to the coast and do some whale watching right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this, would this kind of be the season for it? I mean, cause there's like the migration and everything, right? But I, I don't know when the, when it yeah, happens. People assume that the only times to see uh, whales, specifically gray whales on the Oregon coast, um, would be March and December when they do have their migration. Um, but the best time actually is from May, May, June, July, August, September. Um, cause oh. there are, yeah, there's resident gray whales that, oh, really? Around. Yes. And so they don't do the full migration. Um, yeah. it's just, it's a smaller community of, of gray whales and um, they are go all around from like northern California coast um, up the Washington coast and they feed um, on different on different foods than the ones that go all the way up to the Bering Sea. Oh, um, so okay. um, there's even a um, a lot of the whales can be identified by their uh, markings. Um, I know I can identify yeah. quite a few different whales myself. I've even named a whale. Um, <laughs> so it's it, it's pretty cool awesome i am um, actually funny enough um one of the people that i interviewed and I, I posted it since um my friend in sweden cynthia she she was like a marine biologist and it's how we connected she came to uh halifax nova scotia like on the atlantic side um to do some marine biology and she i think she was working with dolphins or porpoises She'd probably be upset that I don't know the difference and can't remember. <laughs> but I know she was doing some work around like the markings and everything. So I kind of I helped edit some of her papers because her first language is Swedish and second is English. And so I learned a little bit about how, yeah, like there's unique markings and everything. And um, so that's cool that you, you've actually like you've been kind of aware of them for long enough that you can tell, you know, who's who. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll get out to see them at some point. And I guess, as I mentioned, you're you're based in. Well, maybe is it technically Portland? It's technically Hillsboro, Oregon, which okay. is just Portland. Um, I live in. I mean, I work in Portland. Well, I yeah. guess no, Hillsboro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just outside of Portland, so it's it's very similar. Okay. Um. So other than not necessarily being able to get up to the coast or, or over to the coast as much as you want. Um, what, what are some of the other changes that have been happening in the area? Like since the pandemic started, I'm guessing probably around March is when things sort of shifted. Yes. Um, you know, I kind of have a unique relationship with the start of the pandemic. I mean, luckily, I mean, I first have to say that 
you know, I've been very fortunate that I don't know, directly know anyone that's been um, ill or died yeah. from COVID-19. Um, but when it was all starting, it was leading up to, I got married on March 22nd. And, oh, wow. Congratulations. And, <laughs> um, but we had to make some, I mean, it was right when everything was changing and we weren't quite sure yeah. what how it was going to proceed. Um, but my dad definitely is in the um, compromised, very compromised. Like if he got COVID, he'd probably die. Yeah. And I want to risk anything with him and obviously with any of all of my friends and family I didn't want to present extra risk so we did make the decision to cancel the celebration portion of our wedding um so we just had um a good friend of mine um officiate her husband was one of the witnesses and then another friend was a witness and um but we also like tried to keep you know, our distances during the whole <laughs> event <laughs> as best we could to try and be respectful, but we were still able to, it was at a, um, a nature preserve, um, that was local. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we still got to go out in nature. It was a beautiful day, lots of hummingbirds out. Um, but you know, obviously it was sad that we didn't get to do the celebration part with all our family and friends, even though it was already yeah. going to be, <laughs> um, but, you know, we still got married. So that's the good part. <laughs> have you um, have you since done like any sort of Zoom celebration or anything? Or are you just going to wait till it's all clear and you can have like an in-life celebration? We're going to just wait. Um, yeah. I, I, I think trying to get everyone into the technology, <laughs> that will be a little too difficult. Um, you know, I had even offered to do like a something so my parents could see it the wedding as it occurred but they're like no nah, it's okay we'll just see video later um <laughs> so uh so yeah um but it's a sorry, whole I other got... layer i guess to, i mean i know weddings are usually big complicated but then now i guess you have to figure out like well i know we've got the wedding photographer and everything now how do we get the wedding live streamer <laughs> it's like a whole other thing and who's going to be moderating the comments while we're doing this and like having a whole social media team just to, yeah yeah and our thing was already really small we didn't even have a photographer yeah, yeah so yeah but um but you know and i'm we're assuming that you know we're just hopeful that next march for our one year anniversary we can do a celebration because yeah. i mean to be honest, I'm definitely like a lot of places are talking about reopening and I don't think anything's going to really be back to somewhat normal until we have a, a cure or a vaccine, whenever that is. Yeah. And that's going to be quite a while away. Yeah. Unfortunately, actually, I mean, I know, well, no, okay. We'll, we'll avoid that maybe for right now. Um, there's just obviously so many, so many different questions. Um, and and I know like you you've had a background in terms of like fighting animal laboratories and stuff and so maybe we are getting into this. Um, I'm just like I have you know I mean obviously the like vaccines and everything are a pretty touchy subject especially within the vegan community and and understandably so. Um, so I've I haven't seen a lot of conversation around it but I know like it's a thing. Um, do you want to? touch on any of your thoughts involving that or you're giving me the uh, hard questions <laughs> i well i mean i the thing is like i said like there will be detours and we totally don't have to get into it i just uh, i i know we've talked about it before and like you've mentioned it in articles because i forgot also to mention that you've been a writer for the magazine too um and and i mean obviously as well with like your your background companions here it's you know i know i know it's a bit of a a, a closer to home sort of thing um but yeah i mean i have at least i think i heard of at least one vaccine where they were going to skip animal trials because obviously they're trying to fast track this and everything and um but i mean i haven't like been really keeping in touch with all of it so i mean i guess maybe hopefully like at least some of it will skip all that sort of unnecessary stuff um so maybe I don't really have a question. I just kind of felt like, because we've touched on it, I mean, and if you want to add to that, that's cool. But yeah, we don't have to like, it doesn't have to turn into a big talk 
<laughs> I'll I'll just say, you know, I'm you know, obviously I'm against animal testing. Um mm. no matter the reason. Um I definitely think we have the technology and ability to, you know, create as safe as possible um yeah. vaccines or medicines without the use of animals, non-human animals, I should specify. Um I've appreciated hearing about the people, the humans that have volunteered to test vaccinations. Um, you know, I am someone that does, uh, I actually got my first flu shot, um, last year for this then, mm-hmm. um, cause vaccines kind of, you know, it's always there, you know, you always yeah. hear different things and you never know what kind of side effects you'll have. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I think we have the resources to do things without animal testing. But, you know, I definitely will take medicines that have been tested on animals. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I wish we had more choice in the matter besides being ill or dying. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. So, you know, there's it's definitely a a difficult thing. And it's hard because, you know, I hate the idea of any of this testing that happens. You know, I'm one of the I feel like I'm one of the few people that won't eat impossible burgers because of the animal testing. <laughs> and I get really frustrated with how dismissive people have been about the animal testing argument for that. Um, but, you know, my rats, they let me, you know, I love them so much and they're so perfect. Like the idea mm-hmm. of any, any animals being hurt like that just like tears me apart. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I guess it's like, I've, I'm kind of hoping, well, I mean, I feel like, in terms of a lot of things coming out of this uh, pandemic, I'm hoping that there will be some positive changes and we'll hopefully touch on this later to kind of wrap things up. But um, I'm thinking maybe like at least, I don't know, coming from like, say with like, I did a psychology degree and like ethics was a big thing. And I feel like with what I experienced with that, um, I feel like maybe we're a ways away before they'll be like, okay, cool. We can just skip animal trials and everything. but maybe this is like because of sort of the the immediate need for this and like the emergency sort of procedure, maybe this will be one of those cases where they can be like, look, we did this, we skipped animal testing, we were able to like ethically and safely kind of test on humans and everything. So maybe we can do this more often with other things. And, you know, maybe at least like that'll be a good example in this fight that people are having to be like, look, we did this just in the same way of saying like, okay, look, you know, you said for years that like, okay, people who need accessibility, uh, um, I'm lacking the word here, um, people who need things kind of to be able to work or whatever, it's like, oh, you can't work from home. No, it's too different or too difficult. And now it's like, well, we've proven that we can do it. And so now why don't you keep doing it? Or like, you know, rent forgiveness or student loans and all that stuff there's so many things that have been happening now that i'm kind of hopeful of like we can use this to keep pushing so maybe maybe that'll wrap up the animal testing bit just to say that like maybe because they're doing it in some cases they can be like hey we can do this more often so maybe in your in your fight you might be able to use that for a little bit more fuel to, to keep pushing it you know to be like and one of the biggest reasons, biggest times when we needed a vaccine, we were able to skip it. So why can't we do it for other things? I don't know. Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Get it, getting away from that, that big thing that could be a whole like series of interviews and questions. <laughs> um, so besides, like, obviously the wedding was a big change. But besides that, like, what else is, what else has happened for you um, over... I keep thinking it's still March, but it's not. May is almost over. <laughs> I <know>. So <laughs> for the last, you know, few months, um, what's, what's happened in your life? How has, it, how has it changed? Have you noticed? Has it been like sort of a slow thing or a quick thing? It was definitely a quick thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, definitely, I mean, a lot of change. Um, I'm now working from home. Um, I'm very privileged that I have a job that allows for that, as well as we already have the technology available for that. Um, They've been very supportive of everyone for what their needs, um, including mental health, if you need to take a day off, because, I mean, the pandemic (laughs) is horrible and stressful. Um, You know, I also 
you know, work in a place that is oddly just as busy as ever, if not more so. Um, so I oh. also have job security. So I feel very, very privileged with my job situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but working from home is difficult. Like um, other people that had my position at my job um, would already worked from home a lot of the time and then come into the office on occasion. But I'm someone that was always at the office because I work better that way. Mm-hmm. I like people, I like having conversations, um, meetings we would do. Um, like if, if people weren't present, it would be like a, a non-video Skype call before and it was just really hard to communicate that way luckily zoom with like video is a lot easier um uh, mm-hmm. not um, any technology uh, <laughs> um <laughs> but um but it's definitely hard adapting to um you know being at home trying to find the most comfortable ergonomic ways to set up my desk situation which i'm still trying to figure out mm-hmm. uh, also always being at home is weird. Uh, (laughs) I, um, I will admit that I've also had a really difficult time with, um, I I mean, in general, I have medical anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. and as a fat person, I have experienced medical bias in the past. I know from other people's experience that it happens all the time. And so, idea of get, getting COVID, especially when there was a, when a lot of people are really, really scared me. And so I've been kind of treating myself like I am high risk uh, for that protection. And mm-hmm. so I have been doing things like ordering groceries and not going out as much. Um, I feel like I'm one of the few people in my community that wears a face mask anywhere. <laughs> Um, I was really glad that some of the stores are now requiring everyone to wear face masks. So now I might feel comfortable going once in a while shopping in the yeah. store. Uh, but also like getting groceries is so much like not even talking about delivery fees or anything like our tips. Cause one thing I will also say is I wouldn't be ordering online if I couldn't tip properly because, you know, I fully acknowledge that, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed, that are trying to make a living and they're basically putting their life on the line so you know i'm not gonna order without tipping properly um but it's 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 weird because i mean everything's more expensive now like with grocery grocery shopping and even if i was going into the stores um so that's been really hard to navigate i definitely had a lot of fear about availability of things but luckily i seem like i'm one of the few people that did not have trouble getting tofu. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are all like, you know, things like I definitely am not going out in nature as much because there's still too many people out without masks on and not being mm-hmm. considerate of other people's faces. Um, I'm trying to work on getting out more because I've definitely have faced some depression while, um, while dealing with all of this. Um, And then I've also had to deal with multiple minor medical issues, which included me having to go to the doctor's office. And that can be really intimidating right now. Yeah. And I'm also going to need a minor surgery that I'm waiting to get um, uh, scheduled. So, again, anything medical related where you have to go into a hospital or, you know, a a medical building is is extra scary right now. Yep. Yeah, I've I've put off. I mean, I nothing like serious, but say like I should probably go to the dentist for checkup. And the idea, especially given the you know the area that dentistry works on, and the fact that that's kind of the main entry points, I was like, yeah, you know, eh, I don't think I really need to do it yet. And I'm sure the dentists, maybe they'd like the business, but. I, I don't even know, like for a while here, like definitely all non-essential businesses were shut down. I'm not sure if that included dentistry or if it was like, okay, only emergency stuff. But yeah, I mean, like going to a doctor for a checkup or if there's been anything wrong with me, I'm like, eh, I'll kind of wait it out. Get some, you know, get some like 
whatever, just whatever I can at the pharmacy or something and see if I can kind of deal with it. I know at home there's actually been uh, some like emergency uh, service staff have been concerned because there's been a major mm -hmm. drop in like, they're just like, we haven't really seen people. And that's kind of bad because that means people are at home treating themselves. Um, and I feel like between both of us, we probably have like a reasonable threshold where we'd be like, okay, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go in. But yes. I think, yeah, there's definitely been an interesting shift um, in terms of like what you're going to go in for or what you're going to leave the house for. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting because honestly, like about 12 hours ago, a conversation I had with uh, another friend in uh, the UK about working from home and everything. Because um, for me personally, like this is what I've been doing for years. So I've become probably too comfortable with it and mm -hmm. just very used to the like not going outside and everything. And she's she's in a sort of similar vein with it. But I know like my sister, I think maybe it was similar to you, like worked in an office, used to being around a lot of people and everything. So for her, it's been, been a, it seems like it's been a weird shift because, you know, like you said, like you can do the, the Zoom meeting and stuff, but it's still, it's still not quite the same and it, cha it changes a lot of things. And, you know, having that big shift in your routine and everything can be kind of really alarming as well. Whereas for some folks, this is just sort of the routine extended. And then you look at the news, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. There's stuff going on. <laughs> different things um so I mean, what is like what's your daily routine now like i mean i guess in terms of maybe even like are there any certain like coping mechanisms or um are you just kind of doing what maybe you'd normally do but your commute to work is shorter <laughs> um well i'm i'm still working on making sure to stick to my schedule of, of mm -hmm. my new um, some mornings are more difficult than others, but I definitely yeah. start with a walk, um, around my neighborhood. Um, there's a few areas with a little bit of forested area. So there's a lot of like birds and squirrels around. And so just getting that little bit of nature and getting outside really helps. Um, and then when I start work, um, I try and do a mid morning where I'll go onto my balcony and do like a mindful um, exercise of, of some breathing and also, you know, like five senses things of like, you know, trying to be in the moment um, mm -hmm. uh, that I started practicing that I think is helpful. Um, in the afternoon, I try and do um, a stretch uh, and throughout the day, I try and get up as much as possible to walk around and not just be seated all day. Um, and my goal is to also walk at lunch because that's what I used to always do. Um, but I think with all the people out without masks and it's more busy than it's, it's been hard for me, but I just need to kind of give it more of a go because I've definitely been missing walking more mm -hmm. <laughs> and getting out. So, and then I try and be good about like having a specific cutoff time for work and um and kind of just have my normal evening that i usually have with my husband so yeah yeah, yeah the um the cutoff time for work has always been my issue with working from home because yeah. i like well at least when i when i sort of first started it um i was working uh like newfoundland hours and i was based in like the prairies so like sort of central canada um, so I was like two, two and a half hours behind, but I had to work at the office hours. So I got up, I think it was like 5.30 or 6 in the morning maybe. And I'd like log on to Skype and just kind of be like, yeah, I'm at work. And I'd like roll over and go back to bed for a while because it'd be, it'd be dark. And I'd like going, going to work when it's dark. I'm like, unless I'm a farmer, I, that's <laughs> like kind of the only time when I feel like it's sort of, I don't know. To me, I feel like if it's dark, I should be sleeping. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, getting used to that. And then basically, I just dragged my butt for the first couple of hours. But then I'd find myself working like later in the night because I've always been a night owl. Mm -hmm. And so it'd be like 11 o'clock in the night and I'm still kind of slowly doing my work day. And I'd be like, man, you got to like, 
better off having that, okay, it's nine to five, that's it, I'm done with it, you know, like, and well, actually the person I talked to last night, I think she's in a position where she has like a work laptop because of like security issues and everything. So like they gave her that one to work from home and she has her other ones. So like she can have that kind of divide and she has a room or like that's where she works and everything. I watched them. Um, I don't know if you watch any of like the daily show and stuff, but Trevor Noah made a joke about how he's like, yeah, people are still waiting for the weekend. And he's sitting on his couch with his laptop and he's like, oh man, can't wait till five o'clock, blah, 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 blah. And then it'll be like, all right, it's five o'clock. And he closes the laptop and like shifts over maybe two spaces on the couch, opens the laptop. He's like, yeah, ready for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. It's the change. But yeah, I think having a lot of the people I've talked to, having that sort of the division and having like this set routine that you know, it also helps you keep track of the days, I think. <laughs> so they don't all bleed into each other. <laughs> Every, every day this week, it felt like it should be the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at a, in a meeting yesterday, and everyone's like, wait, it's not Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I slacked one of my coworkers, and I'm like, welcome to second Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. For whatever reason, yeah. Well, I took like a break with these talks, right? It was like two, two and a half weeks. And so maybe that's why I'm kind of still like surprised that it's late May, because I kind of stopped doing them for a while till like the end of April. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a couple of times now I've like looked up and I've been like, oh, it's M-A, it's March. And I'm like, no, wait, May. I'm like, where the hell did May go? My God. Because yeah. yeah, when I first started talking to everybody, like March, at least in the West, was like kind of that point where the world shifted, even though here for like Asia and other parts of Europe, March was like, we were into it. Like it had been a while so you know everyone i talked to for the most part was like yeah march so in my head it's like been march for like three months now because that's when like the world changed <laughs> um yeah but yeah it's flying by yeah it's so have you found that like does any of it feel normal now like <laughs> i mean especially say for you with such a shift in your work pattern and everything like does it just feel like yeah, this is this is what I do. Or are you still like this is strange? <laughs> I'm definitely still getting used to it. Okay. Um, trying to figure out best setup um, and trying to figure all that out. Um, you know, I don't live in a huge space, um, yeah. so trying to figure out like right now, I have a small folding table that I set up by my balcony um, door and. It's really nice because I can actually watch uh, my bird feeders all day, which includes hummingbirds and then all sorts of different mm. songbirds that come to our uh, uh, bird seed feeder. Um, so that's been really nice, but it's also weird to be like, like sometimes people will see me and think it's weird that I'm sitting there. <laughs> um, but also like, it's not, you know, I think being in the living room, it makes it like I get distracted so easily. Um, so my idea is to like set something up in the rat room, um, mm-hmm. but would require my cats to come in into it. And <laughs> otherwise they'd be harassing me all day. Like even when we started, I, I got distracted for a second because one of my cat's paws was coming into the door that I have rubber band to, so yeah. they can't play in. So they would never, never be okay with me uh, being in here all day <laughs> without them. Um, but one of my older rats is, um, kind of scared of the cats. So I'm, I'm still trying to negotiate with myself to give it a try versus wait a little while. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a weird thing to navigate and, um, our work gave us a little bit of a stipend to help set up our, um, home office a little better, um, which is great. But now I have to like decide okay, what does that mean for me? Do I get a nice office chair? Do I get a standing desk? Like it's, there's not enough money for both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so it's like one of those things where it's like trying to navigate what, cause this, I mean, I was talking with one of um, a higher up from my, in the company about a little being, about being worried that they were going to open too soon. Um mm-hmm. 
that's happening all over the place. <laughs> and I was assured, yeah, I was assured that like the soonest they'd be able to open the office would probably be sometime in the fall. And that's depending. And if we're not comfortable, we won't have to go back. So, oh wow, yeah. And she was, she was, you know, acknowledging that it's probably until we have um, a cure that will be able to be back into the office full time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that's real. <laughs> that's intense. Yep. And now I need to start planning for that. Um, so, and trying to find more balance between protecting myself and living my life uh, with like going outside. Um, and it's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, um, I mean, have you got like, well, I mean, your work sounds fairly supportive. Is there other sort of support networks that you have? Cause you're right now, like you're, you're with your husband, right? Like within the same space. Yes. Um, yeah. yes. So he's been great support. Um, mm -hmm. and I definitely have friends that I've been, you know, chatting with. I have, you know, one friend that we do, um, you know, face to face talks every, yeah. you know, every couple weeks. Um, so it's nice to have more connection with those friends, even though we can't see each other. <laughs> uh, so, and one thing, one thing that we recently did, decided, actually literally yesterday. Um, so we have two older rats who are very old and sadly won't be with us forever. Um, mm -hmm. And then we have a middle-aged rat, Lucy, who's the sweetest. Um, and we've been wanting to adopt her a friend for a while. Um, but trying to find like a rescue around her age. Like I've been keeping my eye out, but not seeing anything. Yeah. And then I get a text from a friend who does rescue work, who needs to find homes for some baby girl rats. <laughs> and they're so ridiculously adorable. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I couldn't say no. And <laughs> I keep saying I need a rat break because they're actually incredibly expensive if you take care of them properly with mm. with care. Um, but I also have a good like sadly like three years is considered very old for a rat and really good to get to yeah. for age wise. Um, and I have a good track record of of having very old rats. Um, and but obviously three years is also a very short period of time. So yeah. there. Are referred to as the heartbreak uh, pet oh. uh, I would say heartbreak companion animal <laughs> yeah um, but they bring me so much joy they're so amazing and I was like you know during this time when there's so much unknown there's so much to be sad about I need some more joy in my life Lucy needs yeah. more friends so we decided to go ahead and adopt them and I haven't even met them yet I probably won't even <laughs> they're like in my car <laughs> um but it's it was it was nice making a decision that I'm like this this really is going to bring so much joy mm -hmm. uh in the long run it'll also you know create more vet debt <laughs> <laughs> but you know we're making that decision and yep. I, we're really excited about it and I think bringing that joy into our house will be really helpful right now um you know, because it's, I need all the joy I can find right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what sort of procedure do you go through to, like, introduce them to the others? Because, I mean, I know maybe with dogs, it's not so bad. Cats can be hell. But for rats, like, I mean, especially as, like, babies, I mean, I'm guessing you wouldn't just go and put them in the rat cage with everybody and go, here you go. Yeah, or... no, definitely not. Okay. We haven't done, I'm trying to think. I mean, we have done intros with rat baby babies before. Babies are definitely the easiest. Oh, okay. um, in general, it, it can be complicated. Um, you know, we've, <laughs> I remember when we introduced my rats, Ezri and Jadzia, to um, my old boys that we have now, Hank and Gabriel, that we specifically adopted for Ezri because you could tell that she was a little depressed after losing some other friends. Mm -hmm. And she, like, we, we, we have this process where we put them all on the bed. We also, like, put vanilla on them because that's supposed to help scent-wise to make it more neutral. Okay. Um, and then I have, like, some sort of kitchen appliance to help separate them if needed and a <laughs> oven mitt. 
because you don't want to get bit. <laughs> yeah. And so we just put them on the bed to see how it goes. And Esri puffed up to be twice her size. And oh no. She became the same size as Hank, who's like the biggest rat I've ever had. And it was just, it cracked me up. And she was, she just hated it so much. And uh, they eventually were starting to fight and we had to separate them. Um, so it took a really long time of doing different like cage swapping um, yeah. and productions. Um, and eventually like Azri completely fell in love with them and was so happy to have them. <laughs> but it, it was definitely a process. Um, we've also had, you know, times Lucy and her sister, Abby, um, we got when they were about four months old or so. And we got them to be friends with this older rescue that we had gotten, um, uh, Linus. And he hated humans. <laughs> Turns out he wasn't so fond of other rat animals either. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and Lucy ended up getting hurt. And... Mm -hmm get veterinary care and luckily she is fine um yeah. but it's one of those things where you have to just be really watchful careful i feel like we learn something new each time yeah. um so in theory it should be a lot easier with two baby girls introducing them to you know a middle-aged girl but yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah yeah i am um, well the woman that i house it for in chiang mai regularly like when when I started, she had six dogs, and they were separated into like twos in three different kennels with like rotations. So my whole day was like every two two and a half hours, two dogs came out to run around the yard, and then two two and a half hours later, I'd put them in the other two because they didn't get along. They had for a long time, and she had like a pack of like eight or something. And then at one point, uh, one of the females turned on another one, and then they all turned on that one. She had to take that one to the vet and then came back home after the vet visit and then that one got pulled down again and attacked and she had to go back so then she was like all right you're separated all of you um i started sitting for her for probably just under three years now over that time like three dogs have passed um so the last while there's been like an attempt to integrate three of them so that you know there's no more rotations dog walks are easy and everything and it's it's been a hell of a process like she did it for a while then she had to leave she had another house sitter besides me that was a bit of a disaster when i got there all three of them were hanging out but then like one day i walked out and i just saw the two males and you could just kind of tell like the way they were positioning themselves and everything and then boom they got in a big fight i literally like had to drag both of them towards like the door so I could slowly close the door on them to get them to break. And then suddenly we were back to starting at scratch. Um, and she's since, it's been like months, well obviously it's been months now since I was there. And she's, I think she's managed to get them all together again, but yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, and so I was just kind of curious cause I've seen it. I've been involved with it with dogs and cats. Uh, I had, a roommate situation i was on my way out my roommate got a new roommate who had a cat and i was there when they were trying to like bring the two cats together <laughs> it was not working out at all so the compromise was like all right one cat in the bedroom for so long and then let them out but like i'd even try because i just felt bad i was like i want you two to be friends like i want you both to be able to roam around and like i'd even just open the door a bit and if they even like sniffed each other just like hissing and whatever and I was like damn this is <laughs> complicated stuff yeah so I was curious because I figured yeah the baby thing would be an interesting dynamic because obviously they maybe can't do a lot like they can't I mean would they like bristle up and everything could they do that like maybe I don't know how old we're talking when you say babies these ones right now they're just four weeks I'm assuming I'll get oh, wow. them old um so they're very very young um you know probably we'll have them for a week before we start doing intros and we're going to yeah. concentrate on introducing them to lucy first i'm a little concerned because hank has become like a grouchy old man and i <laughs> i kind of just don't want to have him deal with that but he yeah. also might so we're just going to kind of wait and see <laughs> uh, but it's always complicated i mean even with um 
you know, guinea pigs, they, um, unfortunately last year, um, my guinea pig Clover lost his mom who they lived together forever. Um, his mom was, uh, spayed and, um, she passed away from a, a cancer and we had to instantly get him a new friend. Luckily we are close with the guinea pig rescue that's local. Um, and so we had like this meet and greet <laughs> and the first one that didn't try and um, attack Clover. And it was a weird situation where you just put them all into a, a, a little uh, contained area and see what happens. <laughs> um, so the first one that didn't try and attack Clover, we brought home, but then when she was in the cage with him, she would lunge at him. And so oh. we decided to do like a slow introduction where every single day they would be able to meet between bars. Yeah. Um, and then eventually we opened it up so the bars wouldn't be there. In the meantime, we like fell in love with this guinea pig. She was so unique oh. personality. Oh my goodness. Um, but we gave it another try after two weeks of this slow introduction and she again tried to attack him. And Clover mm. was traumatized and we're like, oh, hey, we can't do this. Yeah. So we had to bring um, bring her back to the rescue. And luckily she's been since adopted and I'm sure very happy. Um, yeah. And so we were trying to again, play matchmaker for Clover. And the majority of the guinea pigs we put him in with were just like, I don't want anything to do with him. He's, uh -huh. he's a half skinny pig, hairless skinny pig. Um, and he's very small and he's just, I mean, he's lived with his mom his whole life. So he's like, he's, he, yeah. he, he's such a little doofus. And I mean that in the most loving way. Um, but all the girls were like, nope. <laughs> but finally we found a very, uh, a much younger guinea pig than we had planned on, um, who tolerated him. <laughs> her home and she's fabulous. And, um, she, she, she's hilarious. And so, but it's, yeah. it was it was a weird process of trying to find that connection and make sure both Clover is happy as well as our new addition autumn. Um, so yeah, it's weird. I feel like with each species, it's, it's some weird yeah. process. I think, uh, I mean, I think, you know, if this continues and you want a, a social media career, you could set up like sort of a, a bachelor bachelorette reality show on like Instagram stories or something. And I, I feel like people get involved. They'd be like, oh, I really hope that Clover and so-and-so can, you know, coexist. And like, I'm rooting for this one and whatever. And, you know, I mean, you could set it up. People could like text a number or vote and like donate to the, the guinea pig rescue when they vote. And I'm just saying we, we could have we could have a hit on our hands. Yeah. Could be no, a thing that to the guinea pig rescue because yeah. it would be adorable and fun and they have so many guinea pigs that need good homes right now uh, so yeah <laughs> um, so well okay to to kind of segue into into wrapping this up um obviously this i think this was a much better detour than the first one i took you on there i think this 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 was way better. I I guess I'm not totally surprised that we ended up talking about rats and guinea pigs. I should have oh. I should have known it was coming. Um, <laughs> so when when this kind of ends in whatever sense, like when you do feel okay to to go back to whatever you know your normal was. Um, I mean, obviously you're hopefully going to be bringing some new rats into into the new normal for you. Uh, is there anything else that you think you're going to take away from this? that might kind of continue? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of things that I will appreciate more, um, you know, such as being out in nature and not have to worry about being contaminated by other people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll definitely appreciate things like that. Um, I think I'll be doing grocery shopping less. Um, I definitely had a bad habit of you know, going to the store a lot because I'd be like, oh, how about, you know, not really plan very well for like dinners and such. And, yeah. you know, you need to like go and get a kombucha or something. <laughs> um, so I think, I'm you know, that's definitely going to stick with me more of, of having that planned out more, probably having more of like a um, stocked pantry just in case things happen. So that mm -hmm. way, you know, 
Yeah, I'm definitely cooking more of my own beans, which I'm sure will continue. Okay. Um, I have a black refried bean recipe that I make. Um, you know, I think other things that I will take with me is, I mean, I think a lot of it will be like kind of appreciation focused, um, you know, because you lose so much right now. Appreciation for the workers that are out there mm -hmm. doing the jobs that are risking their health, um, you know, things like that. I have seen so many people do things for the community um, and it's been so amazing to see. Um, you know, I've, I, I was hoping to be able to be someone participating in mask making, but then trying to sew, I would get, I would end up having <laughs> hurt. So I couldn't participate in that, but seeing all these people make people masks has just like been so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to send a few close friends some, but, um, not as much as I would like, <laughs> um, you know, so I think it's, you know, I hope that continues um, in our communities um, of of taking care of each other. Um, so I think those are kind of of the main things and just being a little bit more aware of how things affect others. Um, yeah. You know, I've definitely have wished other people would wear masks around <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, each other. Um, that's been kind of just, that's been pretty disappointing, but, um, but yeah. yeah. Do you, um, do you, do you feel somewhat positive or somewhat maybe cynical as towards where the world's going to go from here? Do you, I mean, cause obviously like we kind of touched on, there have been some, some big shifts in terms of some things that I feel both of us have fought for, for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously there've been some other things that have maybe shifted the other way, like, I never would have pushed for border closures six months ago, but but now I'm just like, how did the West not do that? You know, back in January. Um, but I mean, do you think? Obviously, you know, it's a big tragedy, and this is not the way I wanted any of these changes to happen or come to the forefront. But I mean, do you feel like maybe the world will come out of this a little wiser, or do you think folks are just going to go back to? everything they were doing before and you can go either way this doesn't have to end peachy that's fine some people <laughs> I, have been totally cynical some people have been like no it's we're gonna come out of this all together and it's gonna be a great change like i'm on the fence <laughs> well i think there'll be a little bit of both um i think mm -hmm. majority of people i mean i i'm pretty cynical for the majority of the people where it'll just go back to the you know same old same old yeah. um i do think that for people that tend to be more progressive and care about others more in terms of like you know community social justice i think that has gotten stronger i know mm -hmm. i've appreciated um things like disability um rights activists a lot more throughout throughout this um and you know, seeing people be such a part of the community and really trying to take care of their neighbors is really inspiring and something I'm hoping yeah. to participate more in um, once it's safer. So, you know, I definitely am very cynical <laughs> about the general population, <laughs> um, but I, I, I do think we will see some shifts with yeah. um, more progressive people um and maybe there has been a shift of people becoming more progressive you know caring more about um marginalized communities that that need more support throughout this so yeah i know yeah. i've i've had a few people um say that were like immunocompromised or in certain like health situations that pointed out like a while ago that you know, people talking about, oh, like, I'm worried if I go outside and they're like, that's the life they've been living, like, for years. And, you know, this is why they've been pushing for accommodations. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Accommodations. Yes. Um, you know, this is why they push for those sorts of things or like why they would wear a mask um, and all that. Because, I mean, masks around here are fairly commonplace. Like, I was seeing them, you know, Ever since I landed in Southeast Asia, I've seen people wearing them. I also feel like more people should be wearing them over the last while. I mean, our numbers are not comparable. Like, we've been doing surprisingly really good. Um, mm -hmm. But, 
yeah, masks here have been commonplace. I mean, partially because of pollution and there's other like cultural things, um, but also partially because of this. And at least for me and some other foreigners, I know the the main reason for wearing it here, besides the fact that you could get fined if you don't, um, is that it's more about the community thing. Because like for me, it's not it's not really supposed to protect me. It's more like if I am positive and I don't have symptoms, if I go out, it at least helps limit me spreading it. And some of the people I've talked to, I feel like that's been, there's that, sh that change, right? In the West, it's more about like the individual. And obviously in the States, that's come up a lot recently in regard to mask wearing and freedoms and all those things. There have obviously been the very sort of individual ideas, whereas in the East, not to romanticize it, there's more of a cultural, you know, for the community thing. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think people hopefully will be a little more aware of, and like we kind of touched on with the animal testing, maybe ideally this can be a, a bigger example, like a more recent, very sort of in the minds of people to be like, look, like what you were dealing with, what you were self-isolating is what I deal with all the time. Yes. So maybe please, you know, when I ask you to not wear fragrances or whatever, maybe now you'll be a little more considerate, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, that's, that's the best we can say, right? Hopefully. You, you don't quite know because we're not, we're not at the end yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, I, I don't think. <laughs> Especially here yeah. since, you know, we don't exactly have great leadership <laughs> in our country. I was so. going to make a joke about at least your leader is, you know, self-testing a possible treatment despite the medical community telling him not to. He apparently volunteered to be a human trial. If he's even taking it, like he could be completely lying too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, obviously I have a million other questions. But I'll, uh, I think maybe I'll wrap it up here. Um, I, I definitely, yeah, there's so many other things I wouldn't mind getting into. But, but we'll leave it for now. Um, and once again, I thank you for taking part in these wacky ideas that I come up with. Um, as I mentioned, you've kind of been involved with the magazine and other things for a while now. Um, and, and that's really great. And I'm super thankful for you for that. And I'm I'm happy to hear that there's been some good things coming out of the situation for you, and I hope I hope maybe the other parts, with your support network and everything, you're able to kind of kind of get through all of that. Um, for now, I believe. Wait, you're in the evening, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's like morning here. Like I think my partner went out to the market actually while we were talking, so I may have breakfast like waiting for me in nice. some form. Um, so I was gonna say I hope you have a good day, but I guess I hope. The rest of your evening goes okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be looking forward to seeing more photos of rat babies and everything. If it doesn't turn into a reality show, I guess that's okay. <laughs> but hopefully I'll see some photos. So, so yeah, oh, thanks. I've seen lots of photos, that's for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much. And we'll I'm sure we'll be in touch in some way or another in the coming days. And everyone. Yeah, much for having me on it's always great talking with you and working with you so thanks awesome all right i'll see you later